volume would be all the way up all the way up right that would be popping all over the the place popping these are not cheap microphones you bitches i just bit my tongue that's what you get for calling us bitches (laughs) hello and welcome to drunk dish where three delicious dishes (laughs) explore food history and get pickled in the process newsflash we're already pickled (laughs) (laughs) this is episode five another special one because this is regional cuisine and number one um and yes as as amy said we're a little bit already pickled because we're recording two episodes tonight so, so through the magic of audio <laughs> instead of there being two weeks in between when we last drank, it was about five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, even though you'll be listening to it two weeks apart. Where in the future. We're in it. So so this is so this is a series we'll be doing regional cuisine of different states, trying to find kind of like the weird and funky stuff or like just different <laughs> different stuff that uh from different areas of the country so we're pretty much just starting with like the united states so when we say regional cuisine we're talking about like different states or like the northeast southwest whatever usa um, usa usa <laughs> fuck yeah america sucks <laughs> um so today we are doing minnesota so i'm very excited to bust out my terrible minnesotan accent uh which has been gathered entirely from watching fargo and listening to whining accurate (laughs) accurate i'm sorry fun facts it's bad uh, I, so I just, this is... We have a sidebar. I haven't even finished the introduction. Oh, shit. We haven't even introduced who we are. We haven't even introduced ourselves. <laughs> I'm Melissa. Uh, the one who's trying to sidebar already is Amy. And I'm Kate. <laughs> All right, what's your fucking sidebar? Um, I just moved back from Minnesota. That's true. Did you pick up a Minnesotan accent? No, because nobody there actually talks like that unless you go like. Oh, because you're in the because you were in the city. I was in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you talk like Prince, not like. I wish. What is Fargo. talking like Prince? I don't know. I don't know. But just using really ethereal. Long- Oh, sexually yes. sounding words. Mm, everything right. sexual. Yeah, that's that's on try. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. But yeah. So no one actually talks like that in North Dakota. Yes. Oh, okay. Which. I mean, Fargo is actually in North Dakota, but yeah. in the movie Fargo, like none of it actually takes place in Fargo. So yeah. you know, there's a little, a little yeah. weirdness there. Sure. But yeah, so I just moved back, so we're we're going to be focusing on uh, some Minnesotan dishes. Minnesota, which I'm real excited. I just for. got a new snowblower. That's exactly. <laughs> I just put a sounds. new co- pot of coffee on. You gotta nope. stay. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> uh, so apologies to all of the friends I made <laughs> in my 18 months in Minnesota. Uh, we are likely to greatly offend. <laughs> Sorry. Get over yourselves. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, sorry. You, you are. Did you, she said I she introduced herself? I think I said it. If not, I'm Kate. That's Kate, guys. I'm pretty sure she did. Oh my god. My brain time traveled. Oh, this is gonna be a shit show. Oh, for fuck's sake. Introductions. It's because I went to my sidebar. Yeah, it's sorry. Fine. Yeah. Look, we need like a unofficial rule where you can't sidebar before the introduction's over. Oh, now that I'm sidebarring, your sidebar rule. Well, you know what? Maybe some of us know when the appropriate time to sidebar oh, is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like just to sidebar for a moment. I feel like you you sidebar when you got a sidebar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Team Kate right now. Team Kate is cut out of the sidebar community. Now that we've introduced ourselves, every episode we like to ask ourselves one food-related question. Oh, I bet that was real loud on the mic. This episode we get our question from I don't fucking know who. Amy. Amy, again. Hi, again. Again. I didn't know last time either. So my question tonight is, like, what weird things have you guys found while traveling and eating while traveling? I have two examples. One is that every time I go to Connecticut, which isn't that often, frequently, thank God, uh, their Chinese food fucking sucks. I'll ask the local Connecticut, Tian, what is it? Connecticut, Connecticut resident? I don't know what the word is. Connecticut. Connecticut? <laughs> that sounds, that sounds not okay. No, it's, yeah. Mm. It sounds like a swear word or a body part you shouldn't mention in yeah, public. Yeah, But, um, anytime I ask a local, where's good Chinese food, they'll be like, oh, this place is awesome, and then I'll order from it, and it tastes like dog food. So, I don't know what that's about. The other thing. Okay. Is, um, the very first time I went to New York City, I grew up in New Hampshire my whole life. I was not very well traveled as a child. I went to New York City when I was in seventh grade. For a band field trip, because that's a great idea, send seventh graders to New York City. A band seventh graders. We all know what they get up to yeah. in band. Mischief. Right. Mischief. Oh. Um, I know we what that's a, flutes a for. pizza place, and they had New England-styled pizza. Now, in New Hampshire, you can order New York-style pizza, and it's like a giant mega pizza of deliciousness. In New York, when you order New England-style pizza, it's cardboard with cheese and sauce. So I think that they don't have a very high opinion of New Englanders. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck is New England? I don't understand. It was just garbage pizza. It is was it like a cheap cir- garbage pizza. Is it still pizza. a circle? Is it, was, it, still it was still a circle. Thing Maybe it was just a garbage pizza restaurant. All the other... They had pizza... But they had like what makes it New, New they England? They had, like, every other... And then there was New England, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking try it, because I thought that was being adventurous at the... Well, for you. Yeah, for fair, me. That for was me. adventurous. I tried it, and it tasted like cardboard with cheese on it, so... Hmm. Yeah. Huh. But how about you guys? Have you noticed any weird food quirks while traveling? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, I have traveled pretty extensively at this point. Um, most of the North... East, mm-hmm. so like all the like you know all the way up to like Bangor, Maine, and then out to Buffalo and down to like Pittsburgh, kind of yeah, and then like Jersey, but ugh, Jersey. Blech. Um. <clears throat> anyway, um. So I, I guess if we're specifically talking about like weird local things, mm-hmm. so there's this thing in 
Um, and I apologize profusely to uh, anyone in the Rochester, New York area, if I'm getting this wrong, but there's this thing called the garbage plate. Huh. Uh, Sounds not appetizing at all. Well, if you're a college student in the mm. Rochester, New York area, you think this is about the most appetizing thing on the planet. So I believe that the garbage plate is something that, like, the Rochester... Um, school of technology students kind of came up with and you know their late night nerd parties that they would have um and i believe nerd that parties. it's something where you go to a Fancy. restaurant yeah <laughs> uh, you go to a restaurant um either very very late at night or very very early in the morning mm -hmm. and you perhaps have imbibed and you want everything on yeah. the menu so the garbage plate as i understand it is basically like a layer of french fries and then everything else so like chicken fingers and mozzarella sticks and potato skins that and, actually sounds delicious but then with also a hamburger and a hot dog and like cheese sauce or whatever chili shit like just like a garbage plate so it's like the food that you've already eaten <laughs> like it's like as if you regurgitated it. <laughs> like you ate delicious things separately and then regurgitated them on a plate. <laughs> I don't believe it's actually already been chewed, <laughs> but um, it is all of the shit that you might want to eat um, when you're drunk uh, and need to soak up some of that alcohol. But everything there, I believe that this is the the. And I've been in like professional. Um, areas where you know at a, at a meeting or at a mm -hmm. uh, seminar and have asked the locals because that's what I would do you know hey uh, where's a good place to have dinner and inevitably go get a garbage plate are you kidding are you kidding me <laughs> I am not a I'm not a college student I cannot eat this <laughs> I'm not a growing boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but they like live by their garbage plates. So yeah, huh. that would Weird. be. Mm -hmm. I feel like anybody in Rochester, New York, like have heart conditions. I, I don't... is it kind of the same as like the kitchen sink? Like I feel like a lot of places you can go and you can order like the kitchen sink, and it's just like I everything thrown on a plate. Maybe. Like I feel like that's kind of similar. It's po it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've never ordered it because why right but right. yeah and i think die of heart failure right there at the table mm -hmm. yeah feel your arteries clogging oh yeah yeah that's what i'm yeah. into yeah so i've never i've never so i guess maybe this isn't i've never actually had it but mm -hmm. that is that is definitely a regional regional thing that i yeah. am aware of that's a good one um mine's also something i've never actually had um it's just kind of funky thing from being like down south uh and then um, one time my mom and I went to visit my brother when he was stationed at Fort Hood in Texas. So we went to Texas. I had never been to Texas before. Um, I was vegetarian at the time. Uh, and I was having a really difficult time finding stuff at a lot of restaurants uh, that was really? vegetarian. Really? Yeah, like shockingly huh. in Texas. Um, and like Fort Hood's kind of like, I could be completely getting this wrong and making it up, but it felt like it was in rural Texas. Like we were pretty close to Houston, but like I think we flew into Houston and ha then had to take a tiny plane to Fort Hood. That's terrifying. But then we also drove to like <laughs> Dallas and we went to San Antonio, but those were pretty long drives. Yeah. 
But in any way, anyways, I remember at one point going out to lunch with my mom and my brother, and we went to this tiny restaurant. And again, this is probably not a good example of this. It's just a funny story. Uh, and we went, and we were looking at the menu, and there wasn't really anything I saw on it that, like, I could eat. The closest thing was they had a Caesar salad, which a proper Caesar salad is made with anchovies, so not technically vegetarian. So I was, like, getting really frustrated. So my mom's like, well, just ask the waiter, whatever. So the waiter comes over, and she's like, my daughter's vegetarian. She doesn't eat meat um or like animals or anything so do you have anything on the menu mm-hmm. and the guy goes well we have alligator what? <laughs> and my mom's just looking at him and he's like i don't know if you consider that an, an animal, animal. <laughs> and we're like yeah and he's like oh okay well do you consider it me <laughs> and i was like what? um yeah so i ended up getting the caesar salad <laughs> But it was, like, the weirdest fucking thing. And, like, I mean, it's definitely a thing where we went to a lot of places where, like, it it was unheard of to not want to eat yeah. a living mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole do you consider it meat question comes from, like, how technically poultry isn't meat. So, like, fish isn't considered meat mm-hmm. in some circuits. It's because of, like, Catholics and good friday or whatever where you can't have meat but you can eat fish yeah i think that's where that comes from it may be because an alligator is an amphibious that's so weird creature like she said not animals though right yeah yeah no we were pretty clear animal we were pretty clear so he clarified he clarified whether we thought it was an animal or not and then clarified whether it was meat or not so this is um has nothing to do with an experience that i ever had but um i have a friend who also um was a vegetarian at the time and um he went to a he was at a conference um and I think it might have been Texas also, um, and was like, so what on the menu can I eat that is vegetarian? And they were like, we can make you a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and he was like, okay, because grilled cheese is amazing. So sure. yeah, he gets his, for that. he gets his grilled cheese sandwich, and I think it had tomatoes on it because they actually had tomatoes. Which sure, sure. My experience in Texas, the only vegetables that they had were like corn on the cob boiled in butter, which also amazing. Delicious. Yeah, but, but yeah. not really what you're looking not for. Not the freshest or healthiest. No, no. It's um, essentially candy. Delicious. Yeah. Um, but so he is eating this grilled cheese sandwich and he's like, this is the best grilled cheese sandwich I've oh, no. ever eaten. Any vegetarian oh, no. story told <laughs> by an, a meat eater that starts that way. Yeah. He was like, this is the best vegetarian, this is the best grilled cheese sandwich that I've ever eaten in my life. And she, the waitress came back and she was like, oh, how's your, how's your grilled cheese? He's like, it's great. And, um, you know, he wasn't a vegan, so he, cheese sure, was fine. Sure, sure. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, it's delicious. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's the bacon fat. <laughs> because they, oh. everything is grilled yeah. on a grill using bacon yeah all the same fat yeah Yeah. so he was like that's that yep that is absolutely it i know like i understand not wanting to eat meat from a philosophical standpoint but if it's bacon fat that was like 
like derived from bacon that someone else ate. Like it would have been eaten anyways. It's just a byproduct. I'm of sure it. there's like I'm. I'm <laughs> I mean, there's a purity argument that could be made. Um, but I I have issue with that the yeah. same as I have with purity politics where you do what you can and right yeah. and, and I think that, that, instance, that was basically what he chalked it up to like, yeah well when in Texas you eat as the Texans do. like Let's if that's the chance. case there wasn't anything that I mean that's kind of shitty on the the restaurants part I think that my but point, there's nothing nothing right. he can do no. about that but that, my like, point is just kind of the same as like yeah they never thought even thought that, oh this is bacon fat we should yeah. probably tell the vegetarian yeah, that this is bacon exactly. fat exactly it's just it's like it's like a friend who um. I remember very clearly she was vegan and her mom was like making mashed potatoes and was so proud that she had not used milk or, um, do you remember this story? Milk or butter, um, in the mashed potatoes and she, the the friend was like, oh, these are really good. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used chicken broth. Like, Ah! Mom. No, mom. Like this that's is, worse. That's worse than milk not, butter. Do you remember that story? No, no. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of when I was vegan and Greg consistently put butter in pasta, even yeah. though I bought non-butter <laughs> butter, and he would use regular butter, and I was just like, because <sighs> he wouldn't even think about right. it. Just yeah. throw a pat yeah. of actual butter in there. Uh, whatever like it's fine no that's not vegan you son of a bitch oh man be respectful people Eh, it's hard yeah i know and if you don't know you're doing it like i mean it does there's a little bit of self-awareness that needs to happen mm -hmm. there but but i'm guessing there was no malice on the part oh no you know your alligator guy or no he just was genuinely like what yeah. Alligators aren't thing like whatever they're vermin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like same thing with bacon fat. You like you don't think about it. And, yeah, well, so. and that's just what's on their grill. Like. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, all right. So, um, tell us what we're drinking today, Miss Melissa. Oh my goodness! So we're drinking a thing. So we're Ooh. gonna take a break so that I can make it. But first, I'll tell you what it is. So we are making a Minnesota goodbye. Oh, you betcha. I've never had one of these. So it's actually like a cranberry French 75. So I'm going to tell you what a French 75 is. Yeah, no idea. Um, <laughs> we did talk about it a little bit in a previous episode, but I don't but I expect you to remember. <laughs> so a French 75 is a cocktail made from gin, champagne, lemon juice, and sugar. Oh, I'm there. there. It's yeah, also good. called the 75 cocktail. Um, it dates back to World War One. Um, and an early form was created in 1915 at the New York Bar in Paris. Oh, yes. I, later yeah. known as Harry's New York Bar. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. By Harry McElhone, because this guy fucking created everything. Uh, the combination was to, was said to have such a kick that it felt like being shelled with the powerful French 75-millimeter field gun. Oh, fun. Uh, the drink was first recorded as the 75 in Harry's ABC of Mixing Cocktails 1922 edition by Harry McElhone. And the same year, Robert Vermeer's Cocktails Had to Mix Them also credits the drink to McElhone. However, the recipes differed from the current form. Uh, McElhone's version consisted of Calvados, gin, grenadine, and absinthe, while Verbeer added lemon juice. So no clue where, like, this final gin, champagne, lemon juice, and sugar 
came from. Okay. But Miguel Home created kind of like the basis of that drink. So this is a cranberry version of that. Um, and this comes from a bartender um, and mixologist, Nathaniel Smith, of Spoon and Stable in Minneapolis. So ah. this was created in Minneapolis. Um, so this drink consists of a spiced cranberry cordial, which you have to make, which we'll post to the website Mm -hmm. um and then like a cocktail mix which is the cranberry cordial fresh uh squeeze pink grapefruits um and london dry gin okay and then and then you pour that into a glass and top it with chilled uh sparkling wine Ooh, okay yes so very yummy because we have been drinking on a previous episode i did cut down the amount of gin that goes into it but we're gonna mix that up right now and then we'll be right back How you doing? Mr. Mora? Yeah? Officer Olsen? Yeah, right oak. Well, saw him tending bar down there at Eklund and Swedlin's last Tuesday, and this little guy's drinking, and he says, so where can a guy find some action? I'm going crazy out there at the lake. And I says, what kind of action? And he says, woman action. What do I look like? And I says, well, what do I look like? I don't arrange that kind of thing. And he says, but I'm going crazy out there at the lake. And I says, yeah, but this ain't that kind of place. Uh Uh-huh. He says, oh, so I get it. So you think I'm some kind of jerk for asking, only you don't use the word jerk. I understand. Then he calls me a jerk, says the last guy thought he's a jerk is dead now. So I don't say nothing. He says, what do you think about that? And I says, well, that don't sound like too good a deal for him then. (laughs) You got that right. Yeah, he says, yeah, that guy's dead, and I don't mean of old age. Then he says, geez, I'm going crazy out there at the lake. White Bear Lake? Yeah, well, at Eklund and Swedland, that's closer to Moose Lake, so I made that assumption. Oh, sure. Anyway, he's drinking at the bar, so I don't think a whole great deal of it. But then Mrs. Mora, she heard about the homicides down here and thought I should call it in, so I called it in. End of story. All right, and we're back. So I'm popping open this sparkly little bottle. So this is Dark Horse, a brute sparkling white wine. I don't know anything else about it because I didn't do <laughs> any research. It's 12% ABV. Kind of cool. It's got a cool, like, Yeah, like cool it. logo. Yeah, yeah, cool logo. I didn't it take a like picture a of this skull, one. but also with, like, a wine It's glass a horse. It. Yeah, it's but it's like horse little, armor. Yeah, but it's got the wine glass in the middle of it. And you don't even realize it. Oh, my God, you're right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. Ooh! Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I love that was it. Fun. Yeah, that was a good All right, one. so we're gonna top off these bad boys. Ooh, look at that. I do like half and half probably is a good mix. Okay. You're trusting me. I can't yeah. If I do it, I'm gonna spill it everywhere. <clears throat> so yeah, I just got both of the wines from last episode and then this sparkly wine I just picked up at New Hampshire Liquor and Wine Outlet. Which is how our state makes money, because we don't have sales tax. It's really weird living in other states and there not being a state-run liquor store right off the highway. So did Minnesota Minnesota, uh, have liquor in their grocery stores? Yes. Remember, I took you to a Target. Oh, that's right. It blew my fucking mind. Target heaven on earth. All right. I lived in in downtown Minneapolis, and there was a liquor, like a legitimate liquor store in our Target there. Yeah, it was insane. Cheers. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 
I, I just get so excited to drink. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, that's good. I like, I'm a big uh, appreciator of anything with cranberry juice in it. So, this is a very winter yeah. cocktail. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Like, this is not meant for, like, spring going into summer, mm-hmm. but it was called the Minnesota Minnesota Goodbye, so, like, I had to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it does have, I had to toast whole um, star anise, yeah. cardamon, mm-hmm. cinnamon, uh, and clove pods, and then I, like, yeah. steep the cranberries in it along with orange peel. So it's very like this took some preparation, Melissa. Yeah, no, I yeah, I started making it early today. Thank you. Um, I appreciate awesome. you. you. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just doing my part. This is delicious, and you know, it might be snowing in Minnesota still, so maybe it's <gasps> thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers <laughs> yeah. to all of our 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 friend Minnesotans. Mm-hmm. I was complaining about getting a couple inches of snow like two weeks ago. Because it's fucking springtime. And. Uh, well, we did get snow up north. Yeah. Yeah. But all of my Minnesota friends were like, shut the fuck up. We're getting a foot. So stop complaining. <clears throat> Yikes. And I was like, I'm happy I'm not there Does anymore. Minnesota have the same sort of. <clears throat> oh, I was there in the summer. It was pretty humid. Yeah, it was I was going to say, do they get the same humidity as we do? Yeah. The nice thing about Minnesota is it's so flat. Like, mm. here in New Hampshire, we have mountains and we have ocean to kind of break up the weather systems. And we have the um, jet stream and the Gulf Stream, too, kind of competing to pull weather systems in one direction or another. Oh. Out there, it's so flat that weather systems move out pretty quickly. So, like, even if they get, like, a foot or two of snow, it's, like, that it, they get fast. Like, so it'll only snow for, like, a day or two. And then there'll be, like, a break. And then it might snow again in a day or two or whatever. But... It's not, like, here, we have a, a saying in New Hampshire that's, like, if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute, because it changes Accurate, so fast. yeah. But there, like, the like I said, the storms blew out quickly. Like, yeah. the summers are beautiful. It was, it was really nice. It was pretty hot summer. when I was there. Yeah, it was pretty, it's, it gets pretty toasty. It's, it's about the same temperature-wise as here in the summertime. It did get much colder. It, it, there were a couple weeks where it was, like, negative 20, negative We had a really 30. mild winter here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough talking about the weather. <laughs> that's this not what you listen to us. <laughs> I mean, no one listens to us, but that's not what this show is about. So, Amy, Amy, us. take us there. What are we What are we talking about in a, a Minnesotan so there's, cuisine? Yeah, there's, there's two main dishes I want to focus on. Okay. Uh, for our episode. One is Minnesota hot dish. Which we had the pleasure. Which I made this of evening. eating tonight. nibbled a small portion and then uh, switched it out for a different casserole I made as a backup dish. Because noshed upon the, pot, yeah, the yeah. hot dish. Because we're not accustomed in New Hampshire to that tater tot atrocity. So. Tater tater tot atrocity. That's the uh, the term. Tater atrocity. Tater atrocity. Yeah. Ooh, new band name. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it, Kate. You're taking it too far. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm going to be talking about hot dish. And then I'm also going to be talking about the Juicy Lucy. Ew. Which sounds so gross. Is that a Minnesota thing? It is a Minnesota oh. thing. Yeah, it originated in Minneapolis, which we'll talk about shortly. We'll talk about. We'll talk about. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. 
Um, so I wanted to talk, obviously, Minnesota's kind of in the Midwest of the country, right? Northern Midwest. Um, it's close to the breadbasket and also America's rice basket, which I had no fucking clue was a thing. What the fuck is a rice basket? Rice, wild rice grows really well in that part of the country. Huh. And it was a staple for indigenous people's hmm. uh, cuisine. Mm-hmm. So it's not only can you grow wheat really well near that area, but you can also grow rice really well near that area. So one of the things I loved about Minnesota is that like you're, I know we have farms in New Hampshire, but... You have, like, really good access to all sorts of fresh, fresh, fresh food. Like, the farmer's markets there were huge and amazing. And, like, you you can get, like, not just bread that's baked fresh, but made with, like, freshly harvested wheat and stuff. Mm. Like, it's not, like, here. I don't know. So <laughs> We don't have as much flat land to just dedicate to farming. Yeah, the farmers showed up here, and they started plowing the fields, and there were fucking rocks. Just so fucking granite, granite everywhere. And yep. they were like, fuck this shit, we're going to Minneapolis. Yeah, but there were so many rocks that we made rock walls out of them. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Uh, so there's also, like, dairy farming out there, too. So that you have, like, a little bit of everything. There's a lot of fruit grown in Minnesota, too. So there's a lot of fresh produce local to the area, which is really cool. And there's a lot of cultural diversity out there, too, which, like, before I moved out there, I didn't even realize how much cultural diversity. Yeah, I would think Minnesota white people. Right. Which, I've seen Fargo. It's all fucking white people. Right, which there are a significant number of white yes. people. Um, a lot of the people there are of German or Norwegian ancestry, and they brought over foods with them. Like, the Germans brought over things like sausages and spiced meats, and the Norwegians and Scandinavians brought over things like lefse. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, Lambus bread? L- no. No. More Lambus bread? Lambus bread? <laughs> uh, crumb cake. Ooh. Um, which is That's kind of the same thing. I love a good crumb cake. Yeah. yeah. Um, not crumb cake like, like, it's crumb cake spelled K-R-U-M-K-A-K-E. And it's, all, they almost look like waffle cones. Like, it's like. Wait. Like Pizzelli. Do you know what Pizzelli yes. is? Yes. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that, but Norwegian. Oh. Yeah. So not crumb cake at all. Yeah. <laughs> and l- Lutfisk. Oh, which oh, is no. hella grim. Yeah. And I thought about yeah. talking about these things in this episode, but then I was like, you know what? I want to keep it like really Minnesota specific. And these are all things that like if we do like a regional like Scandinavian episode. Sure. Or whatever, yeah. We yeah. yeah. Focus on. So, but these things influence some of the stuff. There's also, like I said earlier, like uh, uh, indigenous cuisine in the area. And there's this really cool um chef that's based out of minneapolis called the sioux chef spelled s-i-o-u-x uh, um, i see what you did there. i get yeah. it yeah his name's son son why i can't talk sean it's just sean <laughs> i thought it was gonna be some like a fancy name like that in some language you couldn't pronounce but it's just fucking sean <laughs> drinking okay everything's harder Booze, except for some things. <laughs> like getting pregnant. <laughs> okay, so Sean Sherman. <laughs> what? It's his name. He's of indigenous descent. Okay. Okay, he just has a very white guy. Yeah, name. yeah, sure, sure, okay. sure. I mean, that's what the white people did. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so he came out with a cookbook called Sue Chef, and he has a company called Sue Chef, too, and they have, like, food trucks, and they're starting a restaurant. But he's kind of, like, pioneering this whole, like, reclaiming indigenous cuisine thing going on in in Minneapolis and and the Twin Cities right now, which is really cool. So they're using, like, traditional elements 
um, you know, like cooking with venison and rabbit and trout, like meats that like like people still eat but like aren't in favor and like greater cuisine, I feel like. Um and using wild rice and stuff like that too. So and it's like it's kind of combining like modern stuff with indigenous techniques, which is really cool. Uh, and then there's also uh, Minneapolis has one of the largest Somali populations in the United States. Um, there's whole sections of the city that are it's like like a little Somalia. It's really cool. They have all these like cool grocers and restaurants too. Um, and my computer just went to sleep, so I can't look at my. Notes. Can't tell us anything else about Somalia. <laughs> Faking it, ladies and I gentlemen. I am. I did a lot of research. It just evaporated out of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So some of the dishes that um, Somali immigrants brought over with them is something. I'm going to butcher all these names, so sorry ahead of time. Get it. Um, KK, which is African noodles. Okay. Um, Sambusas, which is like these little spicy meat pies, which sound amazing. Mm. And then also different kinds of curry, too into it yeah and again just like the kind of like the indigenous cuisine too there's like traditional somali cooking but then there's all those also this like kind of like cool hybrid like somali yeah. mixed with like like uh western and you know like modern cooking techniques and friends and stuff like that too to make this kind of cool hybrid and then there's things that are purely minnesotan which is what i'm mostly going to purely minnesotan it's like purely canadian <laughs> yeah you remember that Clearly. Sidebar, clearly, clearly Canadian. Canadian. You oh remember that? Yes. <gasps> oh, okay. Sidebar. <laughs> um, you guys don't know this, but I like your sidebars because it gives me a chance to drink. <laughs> That's fine. I'm into it. So I had to buy a steaming um, apparatus. Sure, sure. And I went to the Bed Bath and Beyond, um, which is. Did you use a coupon? I did use a coupon. Good. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Heck you gotta yeah. Save those coupons. Twenty percent, yo. So, um, and it was on sale, so it was totally cool. Uh, anyway, so there's a little area at the Bed Bath & Beyond, which I didn't realize, um, that has like a little snack area. That's, huh. And, you know, the places like TJ Maxx and Marshalls and Home Goods and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. they have those little And areas. like, as seen on TV well, or and whatever, so and then they have the area. food. Yeah. yeah, but they have the little food thing where it's things that you'll never see anyplace else. They only get them once, and it's sort of like... Try these tasty snacks, and then if you're about to say what I think you're gonna say, I'm lose my fucking mind. Cases. Cases. You're fucking kidding me. Cases. Oh my god. I'm there with my sister. I don't know what's happening. So I'm there with my sister. Okay, and um, she's carrying the steaming apparatus, which is large, in a box, and it's a box, and she's got her hands full. And we come around the corner, and there's an end cap. That is just... When was this? I don't know. Like, recently. Like, like if I go there, like, tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. It's there. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Someone's so, excited. So, the first time, because it's been twice now, I've had to I've had to replace my steaming apparatus. Twice. Sure. So, the first time, we purchased um, boysenberry, which was the flavor that we drank when we were kids. And also plain, which I didn't even really realize. Yeah, is that, that they just had. like seltzer? Yeah. Um, so that was clearly Canadian. Yeah. Explain. Comes, it comes. <laughs> I'm just watching and not understanding a word. So it comes in like single serve glass oh, bottles. Oh, beautiful glass uh-huh. bottles. They look a little bit like 
Orangina bottles. Yeah. They're kind mm-hmm. of that their shape. Yeah. Um, but they're I don't know, they're probably twelve ounces or sixteen ounces. There's okay. actually there's some in my fridge right now. Mm. Well, I don't that might not be true. Um <laughs> but anyway. So and when we were kids <clears throat> a million years ago for me. Um, Same. Um, <laughs> when we were kids, uh, my sister and I, like, we didn't have soda at my house. Like, mm-hmm. there was never soda. There was sometimes Fresca, which is not soda if you're in high school. It's soda. No, it's not soda. It's soda. <laughs> um, and then we had, like, clearly Canadian. And so what it is is it's it's a clear, fizzy soda it's, drink yeah know? it's like sweetened seltzer it's like sweet and seltzer. Oh. sweetened yeah. fruit seltzer you should definitely put on the list canadian cuisine that you can only find in certain places in america because like that i've never heard of mm-hmm. but i want to try now the thing i'm always searching for that's canadian is aero bars mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah and then, that's with the like holes yeah. in it right like yeah. the mm-hmm. air and yeah. then i had um when i was in minnesota one of my co-workers was uh canadian citizen and he got really excited one day because he found at a grocery store in minnesota milk that was sold in a bag. No, we had those when I was, no, we had those in, when I was in elementary school for a short time. We had the bagged milk. You had to hit, you had to puncture it with a those, straw. Yeah, like, those are individual servings, like Capri Sun. you can get a gallon of milk in a bag and you buy it and it comes with a pitcher and then like there's a way, he was trying to explain it to me and I was just like, what fucking alien Why wouldn't you just pu- fucking to? put it in a carton? But <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I guess it's, he said it tasted better, like it tasted different. But there's like weird shit going on north of the border. It's clearly Canadian, actual, actually Canadian. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. It I might don't not know. be. It's just called I clearly assume. Canadian. I yeah. assume it is, but I don't know. <laughs> I think we. I think I drank like blackberry mostly. So that was the other flavor. So we had mm. boys and boysenberry. I think blackberry. The last time I went, or the last time somebody went for me, the only flavor that they had was peach. I never. I don't think I ever I had. I had never peach. had it either, weird. and I didn't love it, but I didn't care. I drank it anyway. Yeah, like freaking clearly Canadian and like uh, Kool-Aid coolers or my childhood. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like clearly, oh, I felt like such an adult drinking out of those glass bottles. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't know how many times. Everything I probably chipped a tooth like on those. like because they, And like, you would just like chug them. They'd be gone in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Clearly Canadian. I don't yeah, know how we got them. here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know how to get Purely Minnesotan. Purely Minnesotan. That's what it was. All right. So there's a couple things that I'm not going to talk about in depth tonight, but I just wanted to to breeze over. So one of the weird things I found when I lived in Minnesota was something called soda-style pizza. And that it's made famous by a pizza company, which is, I think it's a franchise, it's called Red Savoy's. Um, so but, by soda style, you mean S O soda? Like yeah. So they don't call soda soda out there; they call it pop. pop. Oh, pop. Okay. So like there would be no confusion. Oh, okay. To a, okay. a Minnesotan, not soda. Yeah. Because I was thinking like with baking soda. Like no. what was no soda? Soda, soda style. Yeah, okay. short for Minnesota, uh-huh. and it has like like kind of a spicy like it's got sauce with like a kick to okay. it and then most of the pizza i found while out there was party cut or square cut that's just bizarre yeah it's it? so weird to me so strange so weird like yeah, i yeah. kept ordering pizza from like these little mom and pop places and it would be it would come party cut and it'd be like 
is this the wrong pizza? Did they deliver me a pizza that's meant for a children's birthday party? Why did I get this? No, like that's that's just just wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get, get it. Like I don't get it. And most of it's flatbread pizza. Like I said, with like a slightly spicy. I mean, I'm sauce. down for that. Like every once in a while. And then Wisconsin, but... it's like their pizzas are also kind of cheddar heavy. I think because Wisconsin's right next door. Fucking Wisconsin. Minnesotans hate Wisconsin. I almost got a Wisconsin beer for tonight because I thought it would be hilarious. Oh, we're gonna. We should <laughs> do an episode of Wisconsin. Really? Too. Oh, Minnesotans like and Wisconsin's no. hate each other. Really? It's funny because like. We feel how we feel about Massachusetts people. Sorry, people from Massachusetts. That's how Minnesota. Whatever. Fuck those people. <laughs> Fucking assholes. That's how Minnesotans assholes. feel about Wisconsinites. It's like there's there's some some animosity there. Huh. And the Twin Cities are 40 minutes from the Wisconsin border, so it's not like they're worlds away. It's not like no. they're these. No, like, we went to like a gift shop, and there was like tons of like Wisconsin like. It was Minnesota, and it was like, I'm with stupid, but pointing at Wisconsin, yeah. and like, just like, and I was like, what is this? And she's like, oh, yeah, people in Minnesota hate Wisconsin. And now, I was like, is it what? separated, or is it, because like, you know how, I feel like Wisconsinites are, I mean, do this they just is, not care? Are they like, get over, like, whatever? The or? impression I got, as portrayed by Minnesotans, mm, mm. is that Wisconsinites were too dumb to even recognize that there was a feud. <laughs> So not unbiased. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is just, you know, But even listening to like Wine and Crime Pod, which I apologize if we make multiple references during this episode, we're all fans. Huge. Love you. Sorry. You're but, not listening, but we love they you. have multiple times talked about Wisconsin and been like, fucking Wisconsin. It's the worst. Like, yeah. don't go there. <laughs> they really did. When I drove, because I had to drive cross country from New Hampshire to Minnesota a couple times. And the Wisconsin drivers were by far the fucking worst. So if that's indicative, my least favorite state, though, was Indiana. And the last time I drove through Indiana, it was with my mother on a cross-country car trip. Super fun. Highly recommend it. <laughs> um, and our time, Indiana sucked. The, all the people I met in Indiana sucked. I'm sure there's lovely people there, too. Just didn't meet you. Um <laughs> We were, we could see, we were trying to get to Chicago, because I have a cousin who lives in Chicago, so we are trying to get there. We could see the fucking border to Illinois. It was right past the toll booth, and we were stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic because there was a fucking car on fire. And that <laughs> summed up my entire feeling about Indiana. Hmm. So if I had to pick one garbage state in the whole country. Wow. It would be Indiana. You know people say people in the Northeast are the rudest. I'm sure. We are the rudest, <laughs> like, but we're, we're just... fucking honest. Okay. <laughs> you don't know you don't know what it meant to me to come home to New Hampshire and hear hear somebody say you fucking scumbag to somebody else at a gas station when they were clearly strangers. They were just they're just saying how they felt. <laughs> it felt like home. <laughs> yes, we're rude. It felt we like wear, home. <laughs> we wear our emotions on our sleeve. We don't apologize for it. We don't like outsiders. <laughs> The Minis- no, Minnesota was very nice. That, no, Midwest, like, hospitality, mm-hmm. but politeness. Minnesota also has a term called Minnesota nice. And that's actually, so bringing back to the soda-style pizza, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that's how uh, Red Savoy describes their sauce, is it's Minnesota nice sauce. So the way that uh, Minnesota nice was described to me as an outsider was that people in Minnesota were so nice that they'd give you directions to anywhere except for their house. So they're, like, <laughs> passive-aggressive. <laughs> 
really not that much different. Right. We just we're we just we're honest. <laughs> That's the difference. We're just like no, you guys, I'm not telling you where I live. Right. You guys may make a better, nicer, safer society overall, but we're honest <laughs> about how we feel. Okay. <laughs> and really, what's more important? Yeah, what's more honesty? I feel honesty. like my husband is the most most northeastern person ever. Then. Yes. Like, oh. he will just, if someone is in the fucking way at the grocery store, he'll be like, no, it's fine. Uh, take up the whole aisle at the grocery store. Nobody's trying to get by. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Where in Minnesota, you'd be like, oh, oh, so- sorry. Sorry. No, you would just stand behind me. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even talk. You would just be like, can I help you find anything? Let me help you find something. Can I carry your grocery basket for you? Well, in the back of the head, the thinking, so you can fucking move out of my way. They just don't verbalize Yeah, no, it. he verbalizes yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so, soda-style pizza. It's one of the things I'm not talking about in depth because I've talked about it for quite a while now. I mean, it's pizza, so. It is. I love pizza. Pizza's my favorite Wait, food. Wait, What? What? <laughs> Um, the other thing too that it, I know, like we have fairs in like like farm fairs yeah. in New England and Hopkinton, Deerfield, right. yeah. They it, like fairs and fair food out in Minnesota are a whole they do it up. different. Yeah, they level. talk about that on uh, the Wine and Crime. They talk about the Min- yeah. Minnesotan like state fair. State yeah. fair, like everything that you could ever possibly imagine is deep fried. I yeah. went to the Minnesota State Fair last year. It was a lot of fun. I got away with not paying for parking because somebody wasn't observant. Sorry, <laughs> um, they probably got fired for that. No, but, it's Minnesota. Yeah. They're overly polite. That's yeah, true. they were probably just like, it's oh okay. gee, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. gee, well heck, <laughs> just don't do it again. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> um. So I think the Minnesota State Fair, they, they really popularize things like foods on sticks yeah. and then deep frying oh, right. okay. foods that should mm-hmm. not be deep fried, right. like Oreos. Oh, um, who says they shouldn't be deep <laughs> yeah, fried? Yeah, I have to, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying they're not intended to be. I support. Is anything know, intended to be fried? No. <laughs> Good point. Or do Good we point. just do it because it makes it better? It makes it better. Yeah. Um, I don't know how people don't die of cardiac arrest every second of every day. Well, I mean, they're not eating fried Oreos every day. (laughs) (laughs) Just giving me this face of, like, indignance. Like, oh, yeah, they are. Just wait until we talk about the two staples of Minnesota cuisine. All right. All right. To discuss. All right. Okay. So there are two things that are very specific to Minnesota that I have not seen anywhere else. Um, one is what's commonly referred to as Minnesota hot dish, and the other is, is uh, Juicy Lucy. So first, let's talk about hot dish. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, hot dish. What the hell is it? It's a dish that is hot. That's uh, exactly it. So, um, here out in the Northeast, we frequently have things called potlucks. That's where like everybody makes something, and then they bring it over sure, to one sure, person's sure, house sure. or a, a community function or things like the that. The only time it's acceptable to be neighborly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the most common uh, dish brought to things like this is a casserole. Now, casserole started out, uh, essentially, the casserole is the name of the dish that it's baked in. And then people just started, like, applying that term to the food itself. So you'd say, like, I made this lasagna in a casserole dish and just instead of calling lasagna a casserole. Oh, so I would have 
that's like a chicken and the egg kind of yeah. thing. I, yeah, I didn't which came first, the hot dish or the casserole? Casserole or casserole. Yeah, huh. according to my research. I'm, I'm there, the I'm dish, there with you. The glass dish, yes. not the eating dish. No, correct, yes, came the vessel first. first. Yes, okay. I do a lot of vibing, so I feel like our listeners are missing out on this. Yeah, time. this is an audio of medium. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah, so um, a lot of... Uh, like I said, the casseroles like are that we call casseroles today. Like they've actually had other names in the past. We just call them a casserole because of the dish that they're baked in. So hot dish is kind of the same thing. Um, so just like casseroles are meant to like use up fresh produce that we have. Most hot dishes and the first hot dishes too need to use up all that fresh produce. So like I said, Minnesota's kind of in the bread basket, the rice basket. The fruit basket, everything. All the baskets. All the baskets. Okay. It's also super affordable. And a lot of Minnesota, the Twin Cities obviously, you know, excluded, but a lot of Minnesota is very rural farmland. So you have things like church functions or school functions, like things that pull the whole community together. And you need to be able to, like, create a meal that will kind of be a people pleaser and have a little bit of everything. Yeah. So have some vegetable, have some grain, like represent all of the food. Oh, what they call someone. vegetables. Yes. Well, okay. So, so <laughs> what's commonly referred to as hot dish today, like what we think of when we think of hot dish, is the, what do you call it? A tater tot atrocity. Thank you. The tater tot atrocity. It's a tater tot topped hot dish. It's really difficult to say when you've been drinking. Um, <laughs> tater tot hot dish. Yeah. It's not that hard. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but the original hot dish actually had very different ingredients. So it was made with like fresh things. And it actually resembled really closely more of like a lasagna. So it had tomatoes and tomato sauce. Things that could be either harvested fresh or preserved over the course of the winter. So it could be a really good year round dish. Um, the potato thing and the tater tots kind of comes in, I think, from uh, something called rappy pie, um, which is an Acadian casserole. It's made with grated potatoes. And essentially, you know, like in the, the 30s and 40s, like around the de- Depression era, uh, Campbell's Soup and like all these other like soup companies and, you know, getting more and more processed foods. And they started putting out recipes so that people weren't just like, Here's a can of cream of mushroom soup. Heat up this gelatinous goo and feed it to your family. <laughs> They're like, here's something you could do with that that's like familiar. So it's essentially like kind of like making rappy pie, but with tater tots and cream of mushroom soup and frozen vegetables. The modern version of hot dish. So um, the original term hot dish too, the like first ever uh, time hot dish was ever written down. It was separated into two words, like a hot dish. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. 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 And it's made, it was uh, used in reference to like school lunches. So like uh, there was. That's like, funny because you made that comment yeah. when we were eating it mm-hmm. that like yes. you thought it was going to be like a school lunch. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 It was kind of perfect. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so there the, essentially it was like, how do you get, because you have all of a sudden you have these farming communities where these kids used to just help out on the farm. And then you have more regulation around education and kids having to go to school. And it's like, how do you feed these kids food? Like, how do you actually make sure that they're getting lunch, Mm -hmm. like a good lunch while they're... And it used to be, like, if you were in rural communities where you could walk to school, you would just bring your food with you. But, like, in this, like, 
you know, there'd be, like, one house and then, like, fucking 40 acres and then another house. Like, that, you know, people are far away from each yeah. other. So, like, bringing food to school becomes harder, especially in poor communities, too. Especially when you have to walk uphill both ways. In the in snow. In the snow, barefoot. Right. <laughs> yes. How do you walk uphill both ways, Grandpa? Especially in Minnesota, where there are no hills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, originally came from school lunch programs and, and huh. the wants to give students one hot dish a day. At least oh, at the very least they're going to get that's one hot nice. dish a day, right? So it's a, a, a good uh, beginning. And then it became really popular to around, like, like I said, community gatherings. So like school functions or church functions, things like Feed that. Feed a lot of people. Exactly. Feeding a lot of people. Um, so the uh, one of the first hot dish recipes as we know it today uh, was actually included in a church recipe book from Minnesota. Uh, it was the Grace Lutheran... Uh, it, 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 excuse me, it's Minnesota. 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 The Grace Lutheran Ladies Oh, Lutherans! From Mankato, Minnesota. I gotta say, also being a New Hampshire resident, we, I mean, we have churches here. Like, we're not all godless heathens, but... We have a lot of churches. We do. They have a lot more churches. But they're, like, a lot of different denominations here. It's it's very... It was, uh... Neat? We have that Church of Scientology in St. Paul. Yes, there's a Church of Scientology in St. Paul. Yeah, that's very true. It's very large. It's very large. Very large. Ostentatious, some might say. <laughs> yeah, some might say. Um, right, right up the street from the Children's Museum. Um, so, uh, like we use the term potluck here too. People also use the term hot dish to refer to a gathering the in event. which yes. many people yeah. bring sure. hot dishes. <laughs> Ooh, or like a sexy lady. Like we're all some hot dishes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're delicious dishes. Why delicious can't we be hot, hot dishes? dishes? I guess we can. I just I'm still thinking about the cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just went plop. Just slather it on me, baby. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> um, so you know why did it originate in churches? Obviously, like in rural communities, churches meant community, right? Mm-hmm. If you had a funeral, if you had a death, a birth, a wedding, anything, you would go to the church, right? They were the center of the community. Um, so that's probably why the first recipe ever was uh, published in a church cookbook. Like I said, the first recipe resembled more closely resembled a casserole, or not a cat. Well, they're all casseroles. A lasagna. <laughs> there you go. With tomatoes and cheese. Uh, the one we had this evening. I'll post the recipe on our website, Frostdish.com. Oh, lucky you guys. Yes. Um, like I said, we each nibbled some. Honestly, with. I think with fresher vegetables, it would have been delicious. Right. But the way, I mean, the recipe I pulled is like the, like, stereotypical hot dish. There's a million other really delicious hot dish recipes. Like, yeah, I feel like you could kind of change it and tweak it and make it really delicious. But I feel like what, I feel like the, what it was, was what your grandmother would have made. My um, grandmother would have never fucking made that. No, my depression. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my, my grandmother lived through the depression. She made uh, ketchup and bread sandwiches. Right. But yeah. There was that too. But like, like I was saying, you know, if you've got a family of six or eight kids and you've got some frozen leftover vegetables. Oh, the, for sure. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A can of this goop. And oh yeah. Some yeah, like you're gonna whip this shit together and 
feed it to your kids. Why did Gwyneth Pelter name her lifestyle? I do not goop? fucking sidebar. Is that a I, thing? Yes. yes. Her lifestyle blog's called Goop. It just makes me think. Does, it must stand for soup. something, Gwyneth. Something, something. I don't know. Something. Conscious and coupling bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But yeah, that's the fucking only, stupid. Carry on. I feel bad just like hating on her for no tangible reason. But I just, I don't know. She's She is a poster <clears throat> child for the out of touch celebrity. Yeah. Which is not necessarily her fault. She's been True. famous for a very long time. True. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, so like I said, the original had tomato, beef, and grain, and these are things that are available year-round. Uh, the original recipe is, the very first one ever published, is to fry two pounds of hamburger, fry, but not till brown, two large onions, boil in salted water until tender one box of creamettes, which is a brand name for a kind of pasta from the, that was, has been around since the 19-teens. Is around today too. I think it's weird whenever recipes specifically name brands, yeah, brands. unless it's the Pillsbury recipe, like, right. yeah, cook yeah. Up, bake off, or whatever. Right. Like, did she take this from a box of pre yeah. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah, she yeah. plagiarize this recipe? Yeah, that's exactly. I'm on to yeah. Lutheran lady. Mm-hmm. Um, can't trust those Lutherans. Yeah, and then you put everything in the baking dish, and you add a bunch of celery cut up, a can of peas, a can of tomato soup, a quarter tomato, salt and pepper, and then you bake it. It's Mrs. C.W. Anderson is the first to ever pen a hot dish recipe. And she's also the first one ever to put the two words together. Oh. Cool. So it's hot dish instead of hot, hot dish. dish. Hot dish. Uh-huh. Hot dish. <laughs> hot dish. Hot dish. Um, yeah. So, like I said, the most uh, popular recipes for today revolve around, like, tater tots and cream of mushroom soup, like the one we had tonight. Uh, fun fact. Fun uh, fact. Minnesotan politicians have a yearly hot dish cook-off. Originally started by Al Franken, who we no longer talk about because he likes to grip women. Um, but mm. there's a bunch of really cool hot dish recipes you can get by looking up that uh, hot dish bake-off because all of the politicians publish their, publish their recipes. And some of them sound really, really yummy <laughs> and have things like wild rice and like they're healthier and made with fresh ingredients and stuff. Um and then, like I said, a lot of it got popularized during industrialization of the food industry. So canned, having canned foods. Mm-hmm. And then also during World War II, food rationing, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's this like whole propaganda machine that the United States government created to not tell people that they couldn't eat certain things, but to like guilt them away from eating certain sure, things. Sure, 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 sure. Um, one of which is wheat. Like wheat okay. products, because there like there weren't enough people to farm, there weren't enough dudes to farm and harvest, and then a lot of the food was getting uh, sent overseas to feed soldiers. So like there was this huge shift from the United States government away from being like you should eat fresh locally sourced food to you should eat like this canned stuff and this frozen stuff because it actually it'll help, help us. the troops. Right, exactly. Yeah. <coughs> Sidebar: I found out what goop means. <coughs> Thank God. It means nothing. Oh, cool. So this is from Gwyneth Paltrow directly. It's a nickname. Like my name is GP. So that is really where it came from. And I wanted it to be a word that means nothing and could mean anything. But goop does mean something. But in other news, a bunch of people online started goop you. <laughs> which means to us in terms of our blog, goop actually means fuck and you means goop. So there you have it. Goop U stands for fuck goop. 
We're searching for words that accurately say nothing slash anything about our disdain for Gwyneth Paltrow and her blog, which we feel is about as nothing we care about, nor is it about anything that matters. Thing that she's most distracting in, Endgame. Thing that she's the best in, Sliding Doors. Still haven't seen Endgame, so whatever. Oh, you haven't. No, because we don't give a fuck. We're going to see John Wick 3 tomorrow. That's our fucking Endgame. I have a really unpopular opinion, which is that the last season of Game of Thrones is actually far superiorly written than Endgame. Not hard to believe because the Marvel movies aren't well written. Mm -hmm. Let's not start a riot. (laughs) I'm just drinking. Carrie. <laughs> I'm just drinking. They're not well written. The characters aren't well developed in their fucking cartoons. Okay, yep, turn yep, yep. <laughs> carrying on. Okay, so that concludes the hot dish portion. Oh. Uh, yeah, I also, there's a really cool, uh, if you want to learn more about hot dish, there's a really cool food blog called the Ramshackle Pantry. And they actually have a whole series on hot dish in the history of hot dish. Oh, that's cool. So I highly recommend checking it out. And we'll add that into the blog post so that you can go see it. We will read it. And read it and whatever and span your mind. We'll also post pictures. Span your mind. Span your mind. Span it. (laughs) We'll post pictures of the tater tot atrocity. I did take some pictures of the tater tot atrocity. Um, and then also maybe the back and cheese dish that I, we all actually ate. It's in the background. It's in the background. <laughs> it was delicious. Which technically, the mac also and cheese a hot dish. is also, also a hot, hot dish. dish. Accurate. So, there we go. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> the second Minnesota specific food I wanted to share with you all tonight is called the Juicy Lucy. Oh. Melissa makes this great face every time I say Juicy Lucy. I think it's just gross. the word juicy. The juicy Lucy sounds gross. It sounds like a woman who is like yeah. wet, but not like in the sexual sense, just like all over her body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like slime? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Or okay. like uh, or like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka. Oh, She's about yeah. to be juiced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of like. Or, the... you know, a wet burger, which is what it is. Yeah, it's a wet burger. <laughs> um, so the Juicy Lucy is Minneapolis's oldest food feud. And <laughs> the origins of it are. Oh. Um, there's two rival bars in southeast Minneapolis that claim to have invented the famous burger. Um, so first, let's talk about what it is. Um, I'm not a big burger fan myself, um, but essentially instead of having a cheeseburger with the cheese on top, you take two beef patties, you put a slice of cheese in the middle, you seal the beef patties around the edge so the cheese is fully encased, and then you grill it to the point where the cheese in the interior melts. Um, as someone who doesn't eat burgers, I can only ever imagine eating burgers fully cooked. But I know some people want them to have like pink or red in the middle. I do, which yeah. makes me feel bad but yeah yeah so in order to have a juicy lucy it has to be fully like it has to be almost right well that's the problem with like filling a burger with anything yeah is that you then have to overcook the burger in order to make whatever's in the center be fully cooked Mm -hmm. so i have so i i have definitely in the past somewhere had heard of this juicy lucy Mm -hmm. thing and uh, perhaps it is no longer only a minnesotan thing maybe it's trimmed it has expanded. Yes. Um, and I've made these. Like, I've cooked these. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 
the problem that I always came up with was that you need to make those patties super, super thin. Yeah. Because otherwise you're eating a pound of hamburger, like right? So you like Yeah. Yeah. That's which It's is like a double burger. Real gross. So you so if you don't want it to be a like giant thing, you have to make that so if your hamburger is that thin anyway, you're gonna you're cooking it all the way through. There's yeah. no Sure. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the only hamburgers that I like are smash burgers, which we've been making from Bon Appetit. Mm-hmm. It's basically where, like, it's a fast food thing where you, like, take one spatula and then you use another spatula to smash the hamburger down and it gets all these, like, craggy bits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That get all, like, kind of burnt. Yeah. And then we make a Bon Appetit special sauce, Ooh. which is mayo, ketchup, um, it's supposed to have relish, but yeah. we just chop up dill pickle, mm-hmm. grated onion, uh, a, a chipotle and adobo, and you just, like, blend amazing. it all together. Mm-hmm. Fucking changed my life. Yeah, yeah, that sounds incredible. So, I don't like burgers. So, what do you, like, put a, like, roundy thing of burger yep. on the thing and then yep. you smush it? Yep. And you let it get really, like, charred and then you flip it. Yeah. Greg does that part, obviously. Yeah. But it's really the sauce. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I feel like you could put that sauce on anything. And it's the messiest burger ever. Because just imagine. like the juice and the sauce. It's disgusting. I hate messy food. Like I hate it, but it's so good. And Juicy Lucy sounds disgusting to me, but Yeah. <laughs> like well, the thing, so the cheese also keeps the meat in the center pretty tender. Right. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's so it's not like dry. Some might say moist. 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 Right. But okay, my boss doesn't listen to this. Okay. That's probably for the best. Um, So there's two (laughs) rival bars, as I mentioned earlier, that both claim to have invented it. One is called the 5-8 Club. Um, It was originally a speakeasy. It was founded in 1928. I was going to guess Fred's Bar. No. Oh, okay. Um, Not on the list. What's the other one? Um, The other one is called Matt's Bar. Oh. specialty burgers that have similar names like the saucy sally and disgusting the, yeah, <laughs> um which is made with a house special sauce oh. in the middle instead of cheese in the middle um, i would not want sauce in the middle of my burger like i want it like squirting out <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it's like a tostitos pizza roll maybe they need it <laughs> off of after a saucy sally <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, they also serve things like fried cheese curds, which are really a Wisconsin regional thing, which I didn't know existed before I moved out to Minnesota. And were they life changing? I mean, let's be honest. They were life changing. <laughs> yeah. I found a fucking place... Tap House Grill has I them. I know. We found yeah. a place in New Hampshire that has them. I'm so stoked because I'm before... pretty sure Chili's has them. Maybe. Okay. I didn't don't, but know. don't go to Chili's. No, don't. But the but before moving out to Minnesota, when like when I first went out there, when I went out there, I and my boss invited me out for drinks. Um. And we got dinner. He's like, have you ever had cheese curds? And I'm thinking, like, the cheese curds you buy at the deli yeah. that are just fucking right. cheese curds. Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, you should try and here. They're really good. They have, like, all these specialty ketchups. Like, they have specialty, like, blueberry ketchup, which tastes fucking amazing. Ooh. And then they deliver it, and it's fucking fried cheese 
curds. Yeah. They don't have mozzarella sticks anywhere out there, but these are so much better, so it's okay. <laughs> so, can we just... I can't believe see? that Amy... That curd is... Cheese curd is It's a, a gross word. word. But I mean, that's what... That's I the know, byproduct. Like they just... never meant for that to be the, the cuisine, you know but what I mean? But it's deep fried... But mwah. for Amy Thank to say that here. it's better than... Mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks. That's... Life-changing. That's yeah. crazy. That's Unless crazy. Unless I make the mozzarella sticks, because I make... Damn good mozzarella sticks. Okay, next, I can make mozzarella next sticks. Next time, instead of hot dish, mozzarella sticks. Okay. Well, I don't know what our next episode is. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll just make them regardless. Okay. All right. I'll bring my air fryer. Oh, I'm so disappointed with the air fryer we got. Sidebar. <laughs> Last year, I bought Greg an air fryer yeah. for his birthday, and it was like a mini one because mm. I didn't want it to take up a lot of space because he hates he hates big kitchen, especially like unitaskers. Yeah, you know. So I bought him like a mini one, and that fucking piece of shit didn't work for shit. You need more room because you need the air to. No, circulate. I agree, but like it had good reviews online. And then I made like cronuts in my. It took us an hour to make one cronuts. fucking batch of french fries and like half of them weren't cooked yeah and he was like how do you make chicken wings this put fucking one wing at a time and cook it for an hour and then put it in the next <laughs> one it was ter- we ended up throwing it out oh yeah air fryers are great they yeah get a good one yeah they take up half your fucking house yes yes, yes they do okay so we talked about the five a bar uh, they also have things like onion straws and too bar. And yeah, the Five Eight Club, I should say, not the Five Eight Bar, and then Matt's Bar too. Um, so the Five Eight Club claims to have invented it in the 1950s, and then they also they have like different varieties for the Juicy Lucy. So they have different cheeses, like you can kind of customize it a little bit. So at first, when I was researching this, I was like, oh, the Five Eight Bar, they totally are the ones that invented it because they have other specialty burgers that have other equally repugnant names. Yes. <laughs> yes. But. I actually think Matt's Bar has the better claim. So, because Matt's Bar has like a specific origin story. Matt's mom's name is Lucy. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) He called his mom Juicy Lucy. Uh, No, no, no. Okay. So the 5 Bar is just like, we invented it, end of story, done. Matt's Bar has a specific story about how they invented it, which actually takes the responsibility of the inventing off of them entirely and puts it on the customer, but whatever. So they also claim to have invented it in the 1950s. They say that a patron walked into the bar, sat down, and said, can you make me a burger with two patties and cheese in the middle? And then when they made it, and when he fit into it, he said, oh boy, that's one juicy Lucy. <laughs> I really tried to say that without laughing. That sounds real to me. <laughs> yeah. Although the mark of a good liar is someone that has a whole story. I mean, I got away with a lot of shit when I was yeah. a kid for having, like, a whole backup story planned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, dates, times, all of that. Yeah. I prepared. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like, it, and it's, like, it sounded, if it sounds dirty to us now, in the year of our Lord 2019, imagine. <laughs> Lord, shut the fuck up. Sounded in 1954 with a dude exclaiming that in a public place. Well, but like, like I feel probably like, lynch him. I feel like, like in 1954 they didn't describe women as juicy. That's a purely 90s occurrence. Do you think so? <laughs> yes. Okay. No one called the woman juicy until the 90s. Uh, Maybe the 80s. 
So, another fun fact. Maybe some Sir Mix-a-Lot <laughs> calling some women juicy. Okay, you look like uh, you're about to say something. I've got nothing. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I see nothing. those wheels turning. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're turning, but there's nothing. <laughs> no. Okay, so the thing that also makes me think Matt's Bar has a better story is not just the origin story, which, again, essentially is them being like, we invented it because we didn't actually invent it, a customer request. Right, right. which, yeah, over. it seems like why wouldn't you tell a story that kind of takes a little bit of the ownness of it off right. of you? Yeah. They also, all of their promotional material, when they start, they're like, hey, this guy likes him, maybe we should try selling it for other people. When they add it to the menu, they fucking misspelled juicy. <laughs> So they put J-U-C-Y without an I in it. Um, and then they just kept it that way. Hey, that like, works. Yeah, whatever. But that also makes me think, like, who the That's fuck? That's actually Jesse Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck would intentionally But Lucy something? is spelt the same way. Yeah, so yeah. I guess you would pronounce it the same way. Yeah. No. So it's no? kind of funny because the, the two Bonics. different bars have Hooked rival t-shirts. Where if it's, like, uh, the five-bit bar spells it, like, correctly. So it's, like, if it's spelled the right way, it's made the right way. And oh. Matt's bar has t-shirts for its employees that say, if it's spelled the right way, you're eating a fucking imposter. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just go all fucking in. I feel like I saw this on, like, some Food Network yes, show. Yes, it's been featured on a couple different shows. It's probably on the same show that has, like, the Geno's versus whatever steak, steak and cheese. And I don't Philly. know. Oh yeah, there's that thing. Yeah, they they. I think they've been featured on a couple different Food Network shows, and then also when Obama was running for president. We miss you. Oh, fucking Obama. So yeah. That's well, why it's like barely even springtime. It's just been winter this whole time. Yeah, but he he ate at Matt's. Oh, okay. steaking. His claim saying this is the one. Yep. And oh, then the 5A club got pissed and they like went on social media and were like, come to us, come to us, which just breeds of desperation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. They wanted that fucking picture on the wall. Right. But so the fun fact these two places are only like a few blocks from each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. they're real close. Um, but I really I, I don't know, my heart is with Nats. Have you eaten them? No, because I fucking hate burgers, and that right, sounds disgusting. That I don't want a burger to squirt in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's only for other ladies to do. Uh, yep. Uh, True. True. <laughs> this, is, this beverage, it's very, I'm getting a lot of um, red hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? Like cinnamon. Mm, I mean, like, it's cinnamon, yeah, for sure. When you smell it. Yeah. It's got. It's it good. smells like Christmas. Melissa, your beverages are curing my colds, which I still have. Because even though, again, for you listeners, it's been two weeks. For us, it's been an hour. Now she's just <laughs> sick all the time. <coughs> she has so, children. I don't know what's going to happen when they go to school and pick up all the, oh my God. All the viruses. I'm going to be so sick. Or my immune system yeah. is going to mm-hmm. kick up and yeah. I'm going to be indestructible. Unlikely. Okay. <laughs> Your frail human body. Yeah, my frail, frail human body. Lifetime supply of Purell. Mm-hmm. That makes, makes it worse. Yeah, it makes it worse. <laughs> and also, uh, your your skin soaks up more BPA, and then you get cancer. Hmm. So don't use Purell and then touch cool. receipts from a retail establishment. Also, don't eat burnt bacon or peanut butter, because those foods will give you cancer. 
Don't eat your food off of Wait. Fiesta Wear because that kind of plate will give you cancer. I mean, Fiesta Wear emits a small amount of radiation, but it's not proven. If you bring a Fiesta Wear plate into a nuclear if reactor, you bring, it will shut it down. If you bring bananas into a nuclear reactor, it will <laughs> shut it down. Yeah. yeah, but really, Vaseline laughs glows under a black Wait, light. what? <laughs> what did you say? Melissa and I both heard Vaseline. I thought you were going to say something about sex. Glass? Vol- no. Vaseline, mm-hmm. glass? Vaseline glass? Mm-hmm. Vaseline glass. Mm-hmm. What's Vaseline glass? Vaseline glass. Look it up. It's, uh, so it's this, it's depression wear, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's green. And if you. Oh, I know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you yeah, yeah. underneath a black light, it glows. Cool. Because it's. Radioactive. Wait, is that proof if something shines under black light, it's radioactive? No, it happens to be this. this oh, they got my teeth. Are, well, not my teeth. My teeth are yellow as shit, but someone else, no. you know, that has but white that, teeth. But the that glow is the radioactivity of the So all foods are radioactive and give you cancer. Wait, what's the peanut butter Wait, thing? Peanut butter can give you cancer. There's a specific. Just thing. regular peanut butter? Yeah, so there's a specific fungus, specific, specific fungus that grows on peanuts and it, um, when it, like, it doesn't affect us other than it being a carcinogen. So, like, when they make peanut butter, it gets ground just, up. Just that small. With the peanut butter. Right. And then we consume it. And if you consume, like, I eat peanut butter, like, fucking Oh, my God. All yeah. All the time. Yeah. But I learned that from a book about a court case that takes place in Massachusetts where a bunch of people who live in this one specific watershed get cancer. And they sue the company that dumped chemicals there. But it's because of peanut butter. And they made a movie about it starring John Travolta. I can't fucking remember what it's called. It's not Aaron Brockovich, so I don't care. No, Aaron Brockovich, I just, yeah, no. A different one. Did we? Allie wants to go home with me. Oh my god, I will fucking kill you. He just wanted to take Melissa's cat. I'm not, I'm just saying. You have a brand new kitten at home. He's so cute, and his tiny butthole is adorable. He's so cute. It's so (laughs) prominent. I'm really hoping that he gets a little fuzzy. That he grows into his butthole. His his butthole (laughs) and his balls are real out there. Wait, is he not fixed yet? No, he's fixed. Oh. I mean, it's like a little furry. The sack? Yeah, it's there. Oh. Yeah, right there. So cute. Why do you, why, why are you awing that? Because his little balls, oh. little furry, yeah. little adorable. I think yeah. his butthole's cute, too. Yeah, but Aldi was yeah. practically going in. He wants to go in my little pocketbook. Because it smells like another cat. Yeah, and it's a totally container it. of yeah, some he, sort. He wants me to take him home. Cats are drawn to containers. We've gone way off topic. <laughs> yeah. Where? This has been the sidebar to end all sidebars. Oh, yes. But that Where? was it. That was all I had about Minnesota food. I told you at the beginning I didn't have a good ending. No, so <laughs> so, so that's it. Yeah, we apologize Bunny. for uh, throwing some poor. I'm too drunk to produce this. Bad. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's <laughs> what happens with big out there and uh, and all that. Uh, anybody got any? Uh, thank you for listening. Subscribe on all your your whatever favorite. Bullshit. Spotify, Google Apple Play, Podcasts, etc. Yeah, Pocket Casts, wherever you listen to it. We've got an Instagram. We're on the Gram Town. <laughs> yeah, Instagram. Instagram. We're on the Gram Town. We're Melissa on. Melissa the... puts up some beauty pictures. I try. And there are other cool. And Amy things. posts cool cookbooks. Cookbook. Oh, from cool time to time. From time stuff. to time. Yep. 
That's on the Instagram. Follow us on the Twitterville. Twitterville. And the Facebook. And the Facebook. For people. All the old people yeah. are at. Also, we have a wonderful blog. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. blog. Yeah. Drunkdish.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where all our recipes will go up. Pictures from the episode so you can kind of see what we're talking about. Um, yeah. And I have to just say to my husband, posters uh, is the only word. Posters. 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 Yes, we've worked in in art and things for a long time, and he always joked about how I said posters. Posters. Yeah. Oh. It's the only word that I have any accent. accent. Jake what? says onions like onions. I hate, fucking hate that. It's a main thing. I've, I've onion, onion, and ba- bagel. He says drawer. Drawer, drawer like he, is a weird one. My boss says onion. Onion? Onion. It's a Maine thing. She lives close to Maine. I mean, she's from Berlin. No, yeah. she's not. Yeah, Berlin. New yeah, Hampshire, Berlin, right? Yeah. Fucking Berlin. Yeah, she's from Berlin. Everybody speaks like Canadians there. Quebecies. <laughs> My family's from Berlin originally. You know, Minnesota um, is very close to Canada. Yeah, it's called South Canada. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but right, we were saying goodbye. Oh, yeah, goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>